Not too early for popcorn, so go ahead oh. and grab it if you need I it. I was going to say, I've got a good mix, too. It's yeah. like the Chicago mix, the cheese and the caramel in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you want some of that? No, I like the just tr- traditional buttered popcorn, stovetop. Oh, Might throw in some uh, Reese's Pieces in there and grab myself a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, it was about a two-hour meeting last night, uh, uh-huh. and they, you know, moved a bunch of stuff on consent agenda. They um, had some things on the debate agenda. They talked about the insurance policy. Uh, not too much uh, controversy there, uh, except for some questions about which power plant, um, you know, uh, which units aren't going to be uh, insured moving forward. Um, also, they had a, a round of young people there at the beginning talking about um, a, a council of sorts of young people in the city and asking the city to uh, focus on things that uh, young people uh, find important, ranging from you know bringing young people from all different school districts together or all different schools rather together uh, in various capacities and even focusing on things like potholes. But that's not what you came here for. You came for fireworks because, well, it's post-4th of July, post-Independence Day, and, well, you got your popcorn ready. So um, let's go ahead and get some fireworks out there. Uh, We kind of saw some of this coming, uh, not necessarily to the degree that it did, because of the conversation about boards and commissions. There are dozens of boards and commissions. I don't even know how many there are. There are hundreds of appointed members of these boards and commissions, and um, there's a question about who's eligible. Uh, the mayor appoints people and the city council signs off on them. Well, we have several that have been appointed and have been sitting in the queue for weeks, and uh, there really hasn't been much movement. Uh, And while those have been sitting there for weeks, you had a couple of aldermen put forward several different measures that would change who would be eligible. Uh, Among those is a measure that would require residency for a person serving on a Springfield board or commission. Another one would only limit Uh, an individual from serving on one board or commission. Alderman McMiniman supports the residency aspect, and he said he supports the issue of, uh, you know, only one person being on a board or commission, but he feels that uh, it's coming up now um, for for certain reasons. And we'll get to that here in a bit, but Alderman McMiniman highlights uh, an article he read uh, in the SJR over the weekend. One statement in there, and I appreciate Brendan Moore is here today. He wrote this article. He says that, um, uh, quote, despite concerns about double membership on boards, he could only find two instances of of that situation uh, in our hundreds of appointees to our boards and commissions. So I'm okay with having a restriction that you can only serve one board and commission, but I, I still think that in the case it was presented, in this instance, it was a a solution for a problem that didn't really exist and it was more of a blocking move for Dean Graven. So he uh, highlights that and continues to talk about what he saw. I think there was a partisan edge to this because and and others can disagree with with me on this but he highlights how it seems the three um, known Democrats on the city council were pushing forward with this uh, so he let that out there, and then he talked about sports and how when you have a sports team, you want to have the best people on that team, and sure. gave a couple of different analogies of that, really kind of hammering home the idea of the coach needs to pick the best people on the team, and that's what the mayor's been doing. We want to put out the best team possible, and I think, Mayor, that's what you're trying to do with these nominations. 
yeah, we want to get as much broad representation as possible, but it's, it can be difficult to... Now, this is where things start to devolve a bit, and hopefully you got your popcorn ready. Achieve that. Let's face it, you know, some neighborhoods have just a quantity of very well-educated... Oh, my um, God, you didn't say that. Yeah, I did say it, because some of our ports and commissions... <laughs> They call for expertise in certain areas. Oh, my goodness. Or some um, may have achieved certain. Um, so what, what, what I'm trying to say is we may end up. I'm going to co-sponsor this one. <laughs> uh, what I'm trying to say is we may end up with more representation from not some neighborhoods than from other neighborhoods. That's just <laughs> the way. I'm sorry that that's a matter of, of laughter, but. You know, and no, it's offensive. Because all the people really who offensive. live, it's well, offensive. All the people who live in Ward Three are dumb. You know, and I still got the floor. If you want to respond, like because last time you go called out of order four times. A week Actually, ago. it'll be uh, Alderman Redpath, then Alderwoman Desenzo, then Alderwoman Turner. All right. So um, I do want to hear the initial comment again that McMiniman made uh, that uh, seems to have uh, gotten people a little, uh, as you yeah. heard, offended or frustrated. Got their dander up. Yeah, uh, it's one way, way to, put to put it. Uh, and again, you know, last week we talked about Robert's Rules of Order. It's important in this context that people are allowed to speak and people are given response uh, time. People are allowed to raise their hand and then have their turn to speak. But Robert's Rules of Order are there to ensure that things don't devolve into talking over each other or, you know, uh, laughing at each other while others are making comments and statements. So I just want to hear again what the exact comment was that uh, Alderman McMiniman made. Some neighborhoods have just a quantity of very well-educated... Oh, my um, God, you didn't say that. Yeah, I did say it because some of our... So, again, he didn't say there's dumb people in one ward. Right. He didn't say that. Yes, he did not. All right, so I just want people to understand this. This clearly, this is on the record. This is what he said. Some neighborhoods have just a quantity of very well-educated. Oh my um, God, you didn't say that. Yeah, I did say it. Some people, uh, or rather, some 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 neighborhoods have a quantity, have a quantity, of, quantity very well of very well-educated people, people. And right. that's correct. Okay, yeah. that's that's a statement. But others picked on that as being offensive. We're going to hear um, the reaction to this uh, from across the board, uh, not just McMiniman talking about, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, having the best team possible, uh, but also reaction to him saying that uh, there's a partisan tinge to this uh, and also more reaction, not just from Alderwoman Turner, but Alderman Gregory uh, to McMiniman uh, suggesting that uh, there's, uh, you know, a quantity of educated people in some neighborhoods versus others, or at least that's how it's being interpreted by uh, some of the council. So we'll get to all of that coming up here uh, with the council roundup. And we are uh, in the throes of a uh, heated exchange from Alderman Joe McMiniman and other Aldermen. Uh, really, this is uh, the genesis of, um, well, where this all started last night. Let's face it, you know, some neighborhoods have just a quantity of very well-educated Oh, my um, God, you didn't say that. Yeah, I did say it. So that's what got people um, fluffed a bit last mm -hmm. night. Uh, here's Alderwoman Turner uh, on that very statement. I'm very offended by almost everything you said, and I, I believe that most of the residents of Springfield are offended by everything that you said. 
I do understand how to work with others and how to work cooperatively with others. And I do not let my Democrat passion get in the way of good government because I, I feel like that good government is not Democrat or Republican, it's just good government. The other thing that I find extremely, extremely offensive is that, and I, and I just want to tell you, Joe, it's, it's really bringing me to tears that in July the 7th of 2020, I have to sit here and listen to someone tell me that there are not enough educated people who live in wards two, three, four, and five, and, and six. six to serve on a board or commission. Do, does everybody understand how offensive that is on, jet, on July the 7th, 2020? I, I, I didn't hear McMiniman single out wards specifically. Right. You know, he just, he just said, well, I, you know, I'm not going to paraphrase what he said. We'll just, we'll play again what he said. Let's face it, you know, some neighborhoods have just a quantity of very well-educated. Oh, my um, God, you didn't say that. Yeah, I did say it. Now, people, of course, can interpret that however they want. That's the beauty of this country. You can interpret anything however you want. Um, but back to some of um, Alderwoman Turner's comments in response to what men said. My neighborhood is full of doctors, lawyers, engineers, uh, janitors, construction workers, laborers, bus drivers. All of those people are, are in, in my neighborhood, and, and each and every one of them, by virtue of not only their education or their economic status or where they live or their life experiences, are more than qualified to serve on boards and commissions. And yeah, I'm sure there are. Absolutely. Sure. Um, and here's the deal. You know, it's not McMiniman making these choices. It's not Alderwoman Turner making these choices. They're on the council that gives final approval, but the nominations are made by Mayor Jim Langfelder. Uh, and I'm sure he's uh, an open door. You know, I'm sure he gives uh, his text, his phone number to Alder people and they can message him and send him messages about you know, this person's be a good candidate for my ward. Uh, they have these credentials and so on. So I'm sure that that channel's there. Uh, and there's just a lot of, uh, I think, animosity uh, on the council right now. Uh, and uh, some of these fissures are really starting to um, to show sure. um, because of how people are interpreting comments one way or the other. And, and and what I would have loved to hear out of there, you know, is is the education that Alderman Turner gave us earlier about exactly what makes a good housing board. And, and you know, it's not always the most well-educated people. You definitely have to have some voices from the neighborhood because there has to be sustainability yeah. in any plan. You know, sure. I mean, you, you've got logistics, obviously, with Graven. You have the marketing concept, but then you also have to have the sustainability. And that that's a critical point to any part of the housing. So, so to me, the error that Joe McMinn made is more saying that that well referring that we have to have well-educated people to be on the housing council i don't think everybody has to meet the gold standard that a, that their a resume of like dean graven has you know i mean i think i think you need to get i don't think he was talking about just the housing council i well, think right, he was talking right. in general with boards and commissions sure. um, you know there's you, you want the best people on there but you're absolutely right you also want a diverse set of voices 
You want, uh, you know, people on the east side, people on the west side, especially if it's a border commission that's going to impact the entire city. Uh, you want, uh, you know, uh, certain people who have expertise in medicine if they're on the health board. Or you want uh, people who have uh, certain expertise in education uh, if it's a board about education. Uh, but here's Alderman McMiniman kind of reacting to some of uh, what's been brought up thus far um, by Alderwoman Turner and others. You know, I think if, if my words are read carefully and understood, I think they, they stand up. And he continues. Some of our neighborhoods have a very high... Uh, civic participation and turnout. I think uh, Ward 7 and Ward 10, you get um, 50, 60 percent voter turnout during elections, and that reflects a great commitment to our city and our an interest in our city to make our city as best as it can be. And so when you've got those kinds of people volunteering for boards and commissions, we may end up very likely with greater number of volunteers from certain neighborhoods than from other neighborhoods. And that all has to be taken into consideration. He uh, goes on to talk about um, last week's interruptions that uh, Alderwoman Turner uh, made uh, and then her addressing that this week, saying that she called up Alderman Redpath to apologize to Alderman Redpath for um, not hearing him call her out of order when he was the chairman of last week's Committee of the Whole. Here's McMiniman reacting to that. I... I would have felt better had you also called me for, to apologize because you did interrupt me. I mean, I was in the middle of talking, and whether you interrupted once or four times, it was still an interruption. Again, there seems to be just some animosity all around. It doesn't matter if it's about this statement or that statement or something that happened five weeks ago. It's still, yeah. it's still just simmers. Uh, here's Alderwoman Conley uh, addressing some of these issues. Alderman McMenamin, I'm, I'm going to just say voter turnout is not always an active measure of what civic engagement is. And he had mentioned, you know, how there's larger voter turnout in some wards than others. And that shows the political activity and which highlights how it could mean uh, there's more people willing to serve on a border commission um, because their their civic activity. But Alderwoman Connolly says that's not necessarily the best way to judge activity and uh, participation within a ward. But she says what it does show is that there needs to be a better job done in getting out there into the When wards. you talk about a disengagement of part of your community and, and you the measure you use is, is voter turnout, I think what that says to me is that we need to be more active in reaching out to wards and reaching out to members of our community and showing them that their insight, that their their thoughts, their background, their their experience is an important part of the deliberations that come before the city council. And absolutely, yeah, uh, that, I think one hundred percent right. You know, all taxpayers in the city of Springfield need to be engaged. Uh, I, every year we have the election night. You know, we always look at the voter turnout. And it's abysmal. Sure. <laughs> it's so frustrating to it see really that is, number. Yeah. And, 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 and from a lot of these neighborhoods, they're the one neighborhoods that feel like nothing matters, that it doesn't matter what they think or what they say or what they vote on, nothing changes as far as it goes. And then that's probably a prevalent attitude in some wards and neighborhoods. Yeah. And that's that's the problem that it's they're running into. Yeah. And like, you know, of course, you're going to see a higher voter turnout in a neighborhood that sees genuine change that happens. You know, it's like a, a neighborhood that doesn't see any change, it seems to see the same thing over. You're, you're going to get voter apathy. Yeah. Uh, Alderman Sean Gregory jumping into this fold, uh, and uh, things get a little heated again. When I came to this council, 
I really didn't want to get into to, to none of these, but since I've been here, Alderman McMenamin, you know, it seems to be personal. It seems to be personal um, to Alderwoman Turner. It seems to be personal to Alderwoman Turner. Wait, 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 wait. I have the floor. I have the floor. You always talking that. I have the floor. You want respect? Give me some respect. And give people respect. I'm just asking for what you asked for. Anyone can make it. That's all I'm asking for. Now let me finish. Go ahead. Okay, um, so the mayor somewhat taking control of it, giving Alderman Gregory uh, the opportunity to continue, but the heated exchange uh, still kept up. Every time you disrespect these women. Uh, yeah, I, point of order. Um, point of order. Can I, can I speak? Alderman, no, it's finish. a point of order. We, in this, we have okay. rules that we don't get personal. I was oh, my gosh. Council, do you want to weigh in on that? No. <laughs> Uh, there are rules uh, within uh, the the <laughs> process where they don't necessarily uh, point to somebody and make disparaging comments about them. Wow. Um, and, you know, I don't know if McMiniman's ever been called out on that. Uh, some people may, again, interpret some of his comments as as being personally directed towards somebody else. Uh, but he, I, from my understanding, uh, he, if he has been called out on it uh, by the chair of whatever meeting, I, 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 haven't, I haven't picked up on that. Uh, but he has been one to turn around and use those rules against others to try to get them to sh- be uh, uh, quieted or to be ruled out of order. So that continues back and forth um, with uh, the Corporation Council, Jim Zirkel, kind of reiterating that. Um, the uh, point of order, normally the chair would make a ruling on the propriety of it. However, the rule states that there should not be Uh, personal comments as to individual members in any regard, nor should persons in the audience do anything but, for example, address the chair and so on. So the rules do specify no personal comments. However, final uh, action on that is a ruling of the chair if there is a uh, question put forth. So uh, Alderman Gregory given another chance to make some comments, and he, instead of uh, directing towards Alderman McMiniman, uh, takes a different track. But to say that certain wards are smarter than others is the very stinking reason why we can't get anybody on here. Mm-hmm. It's the very stinking reason why we why nobody believes in this city is because of statements like that. And I am offended and I'm hot. That's that's totally disrespectful when, when if we have situations like this. This is the this is the whole reason why this whole country is going nuts right now. Because of statements like that. The mayor uh, talking about how it's important to have these conversations openly and candidly in the council chambers. This is my sanctuary. This is our sanctuary. This is the people's sanctuary. We should feel free to discuss any issue. Any person that comes up needs to be able to know that they can talk to each and every one of us because it's government of the people, by the people, for the people. Simple as that. And then uh, final comments here from Alderwoman Turner and Alderman McMiniman. I really think I'm hurt more than anything. I'm, I'm hurt, and I'm sad, and I'm and I'm and I'm I'm really I'm sad for our city because the problem with comments like that is that it allows those individuals, those fringe individuals, who harbor those deep thoughts, those deep feelings. It, it, it emboldens them. 
Alderman McMiniman. Yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry if my words were misunderstood or heard they to be different in a way than they were actually delivered because I never said that we can't find qualified persons from every part of the ward, uh, every part of the city. What I said was there's certain neighborhoods and parts of the city that have a higher concentration of expertise or what we're looking for. If we're looking for a health department, there might be parts of town that have more doctors concentrated there. Or if we're looking for engineers, that might have more a greater concentration of engineers. So that's your council roundup. Of course, uh, this is all about uh, boards and commissions and uh, changing the rules. Uh, they ended up uh, voting up and down on various members of uh, boards and commissions last night. So uh, we're back at it again next week.